Welcome to the Mirror Steps program where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. Coming to you live from Facebook, Monday through Thursdays at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. For more marriage resources, be sure to go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. Okay, first marriage fact of the night. Healthy couples never keep secrets from one another. How many secrets do you have that your partner doesn't know about? It's not recommended. It's easy to keep secrets at times because sometimes we know how our partner is going to respond. So we don't want to tell them the full truth or any of the truth. But later that comes back to hurt us and to hurt them. Because if they start feeling like they can't trust us and they find us in mistruths, then, then it breaks our intimacy down because they feel like we're not trustworthy people. So if you have a tendency to keep secrets, stop doing it. You have to become more honest, more forthcoming with your partner so you build more trust. Second marriage fact of the night, compared to singles, married people accumulate about four times more savings and assets. That's substantial. So married people accumulate four times more savings and assets than single people. So that's one reason to keep a healthy marriage going and a happy marriage going because you'll also earn more money together as a team. So that's one of the benefits of being a team is you can pool your resources together. Okay, the first marriage joke of the night. Men perfectly understand other people, provided those other people are men. (laughs) Can you relate to that? Men understand other people well as long as those other people are other men. All right, second marriage joke of the night. How do you know a woman doesn't value honesty? When she asks you, how do I look? That's a loaded question, as I'm sure you know. Okay, so one quick announcement as a reminder, I've developed a free marriage survival guide. If you haven't viewed it already, I highly recommend it. Just go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. You'll see it at the top. You can click on it. It's around a 36-minute video presentation, and you can watch it at any time. So it's at your convenience, but it's, it's recommended just so you and your partner can build a unified front walking through the coronavirus. Okay, tonight I'm going to talk about six ways to manage anxiety during coronavirus. Are you anxious? You're not alone. Most people are anxious and our anxiety is kind of ebbing and flowing. And maybe when you read the news, your anxiety starts to peak. So maybe you're not reading the news anymore, but this is an anxious time. You know, the future is uncertain. You know, people are getting sick. Some people are dying. You know, some people are losing their jobs. I mean, this is, this is tough times. This is, some, this is the toughest time most of us have ever faced in our life, ever, in recent history. So anxiety is rampant. And when we get anxious, we tend to turn inward. When we're anxious, we tend to turn in and we just start thinking about ourselves, and we get preoccupied with our thoughts and we lose track of our partner. So one reason to help manage anxiety is it will help you become a better partner, which is one eye in, one eye out. When we're anxious, we're two eyes in. We're just thinking about ourselves. We get self-occupied, self-obsessed because we're nervous and we're scared and that's normal. So one benefit of managing your anxiety though is it will help you also track your partner because you can't track your partner very well if you're consumed with anxiety yourself. So the first way to manage anxiety is through exercise. How often are you exercising? 
You need it now more than ever. Exercise is one of the most powerful ways to relieve stress, to relieve anxiety, to relieve depression. Research shows that 30 minutes of cardio exercise is equal to one antidepressant pill. And most people don't know that. So whatever that looks like for you, maybe you have a home gym, maybe you have an elliptical in your basement, maybe you can get outdoors and do some runs, but I highly encourage you to double or even triple if you can your exercise than you, that you're used to doing. You're used to doing so that you can lower your anxiety. In our house, thankfully, we have an elliptical in the basement and we have a dog. So my routine that I have firmed up because of the coronavirus is every morning, Monday through Friday, I get up and I do the elliptical for 20 minutes in the basement, and then I walk our dog for about 20 minutes, power walk. So that gives me 40 minutes every morning, Monday through Friday, of cardio exercise, and I can tell the days I don't do it. My stress is higher, my anxiety is higher, so whatever that looks like for you, but I highly encourage you to consider increasing your exercise to lower your anxiety. Number two to consider to lower anxiety is deep breathing exercises. When we get anxious, we get into fight or flight, and the blood flow goes into our core because our body is literally ready for fight or flight. But if you stay in fight or flight too long, you start to develop chronic fatigue syndrome. And a lot of us, I think, are experiencing that because we're constantly scared and anxious about our world right now. So one quick way to lower anxiety is practice deep breathing exercises. When we get anxious, our breathing goes from deep in our belly to short and shallow in our chest. So one way to tell if you're anxious is to look where your body moves when you breathe. If your shoulders are going up and down like this, that means you're anxious because you're breathing from your chest. When you breathe, your shoulders shouldn't be moving because it should be coming from your belly. The best deep breathing exercise I've ever been exposed to that I practice is five seconds in through your nose, then 10 seconds out of your mouth like you're blowing off hot soup. So, The exhale is the most important because that's gonna properly get all of your air out, which creates an automatic inhale. And it's awesome if you can do it on the floor. If you're lying on your back with no pillow under your head, your knees are up, so just your, your torso is on, on the floor and the bottom of your feet because that relieves tension from your lower back and your shoulders. If you practice that several times a day, those deep breathing exercises, five seconds in through the nose, 10 seconds out of the mouth like you're blowing off hot soup, it will slow your heart rate and it will lower your breathing right back into your belly, which will lower your anxiety. Third thing to consider to lower anxiety during the coronavirus is humor. When we laugh, it improves our immune system, it puts things in perspective, and it helps us forget our distress momentarily. So how much are you intentionally integrating humor into your life. There's lots of ways to do this. One way is to start watching comedy movies. This is one thing I've been starting to do with some of my kids is we're watching the Police Academy movies back from the 80s, which I watched when I was growing up. But we've been watching those intentionally, not because they're not just because they like them, but because they're comedies. And again, when we laugh, we feel good, we forget our distress, put things in perspective. So consider some intentional ways you can laugh more. Maybe it's reading some jokes every day. Maybe it's watching some comedy. Maybe it's looking up comedians online like Jim Gaffigan. 
but try to find some intentional ways for humor because that's a great way to help lower anxiety. The fourth way to lower anxiety is compare down. Now what that means is when we're stressed and anxious, normally we're thinking about how things could be better. And right now, obviously our mind goes to how things could be better. We could be out of our house. There could be no coronavirus. The economy could be thriving. All of these things could be better. And that tends to be where our mind stops. But instead, if you can compare down and think about how things could be worse, that will lower anxiety. So for example, imagine we were living back in 1918 when the Spanish flu came out and there was no vaccines. Scientists didn't know how to create vaccines yet. Imagine if we were living in that time right now with the coronavirus, that there was no vaccines being developed and no hope of them being developed. That would be worse. That would be an example of comparing down. Another example of comparing down is imagine if we were living in a time without any internet. Think about how much you're doing right now because of the internet. You're watching this because of the internet. But imagine if we were having the coronavirus right now, this outbreak, and nobody in the world had internet. You couldn't stay connected with anyone except for anyone in your house. That would be worse. So that's another example of comparing down. So when you find yourself getting anxious, intentionally think about how things could be worse because they always could be, and it will lower your anxiety. The fifth thing, the fifth strategy to lower anxiety is practice embracing the worst case scenario. So this is a tricky one. A lot of times when we're nervous and anxious, we start fantasizing about the worst case scenario. Like what if this happens and what if that happens and what if this happens and we get tied up in knots. But instead, if you can intentionally think about, okay, let me embrace this happening. Let me imagine that worst case, case scenario in my mind. Let me imagine that actually happening. Then when I imagine it happening, let me think about how I'd respond to it. What could I do? What would be my options? How would I proceed? What would be my choices? If you can embrace the worst case scenario you're scared of and then think about how you would respond to it, it gives you a sense of power over it instead of it having power over you. So that's another way to help lower your anxiety. Embrace the worst case scenarios and think about how you would respond to it. The sixth way to lower anxiety is focus on what you can control. There's a lot of things we cannot control right now. We can't control the coronavirus. We can't control if we're gonna get it when we go to the grocery store. We can't control the economy and what's gonna happen in the future. We can't control a lot of things and that raises anxiety because all of us wanna have a certain level of mastery and control and that's needed for mental health. And so a lot of people are starting to suffer with anxiety because of the loss of control. So to intentionally think about what do you still have control over? What is it for you? You have control over how you spend your time during the days. You have control over how much you take care of your health right now with exercising and what you're eating. You have control of how much you're going out in public or how much you're staying at home. You have control when you do go out in public, how much you're practicing social distancing and wearing masks and being safe. You have control over how you're spending your money right now. Think about on purpose, think about all the ways, all the things you do have control over because that's a great way to lower anxiety. So those are the six ways to lower anxiety and then I'm gonna open it up here after I summarize it 
for Q&A if you have any questions or comments. So the first is exercise. The second is deep breathing. The third is humor. The fourth is compare down on how things could be worse. The fifth is embrace worst case scenarios. And the sixth is focus on the items in your life that you can control. Okay, so I am opening it up now to any questions from any of you. So any questions you have for me, any comments, anything related to marriage, anxiety, whatever's on your mind, you can go ahead and type it into the comment section and I'll be happy to respond. So you can respond later as well, so feel free to send me a direct message on Facebook. You can email me at info at drwyattfisher.com. Also, feel free to message me on what messages you'd like me to present on, because I'd be happy to tailor these to whatever needs you all have. Thank you for listening to the Mariceps program. If you enjoyed the program tonight, be sure to leave a review and share it with your family and friends. The Mariceps program is listener-supported. So to help keep it on the air, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. And remember, your marriage is alive. So what are you doing daily to take care of it so it can grow instead of neglecting it, which will make it die? The choice is up to you. Take care.